Chapter Four, Part Two of A Common Story by Ivan Goncharov, translated by Constance Garnett, eighteen sixty one to nineteen forty six. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Four, Part Two. Where is Alexander Fedoritch? said Maria Mikhailovna, looking directly at him and setting straight her cap, which had fallen on one side. Ah is that you alexander fedoritch glad to see you here have i been sitting and dropping off into a nap i'm sure i don't know why i suppose it's the weather my corns too begin to shoot there will be rain i've been dozing and in my sleep i thought that ignaty announced some visitors but i did not understand who i listen are here he says but who i couldn't make out then nadinka called and i woke up at once i sleep very lightly the least sound and i'm looking to see what it is sit down alexander fedoritch how are you oh very well thank you how is pyotr ivanitch very well i thank you why does he never come to see us i was only thinking yesterday he might thought i come over once some time but he never has i suppose he is busy very busy said alexander and we didn't see you the other day continued maria mikhailovna i had been awake a long while i asked where is nadinka they tell me she's still asleep well let her sleep i said the whole day in the open air in the garden the weather keeps fine she's tired at her age she sleeps soundly not as i do at my time of life such sleeplessness would you believe it grows quite a torment my nerves are something i don't know then they bring me coffee you know i always drink it in bed and while i was drinking it i thought what does it mean we've seen nothing of alexander fedoritch can he be well then i got up and i look it's eleven o'clock a pretty thing on my word the servants never told me i went into nadinka she was still asleep i woke her it's time upon my word my dear it's nearly twelve o'clock what's the matter with you you know i am after her the whole day like a nurse i sent away the governess on purpose to have no strangers about trust strangers they say and god knows what they will do no i undertook her education myself i look after her strictly she's never a step out of my sight and i can say that nadinka feels this she doesn't even keep a thought secret from me i seemed to see right through her then the cook came up i talked to him for an hour then i read a little of the memoirs of the devil ah what a pleasant author sully is how agreeably he writes then our neighbour maria ivanovna called with her husband so i never noticed how the morning slipped away four o'clock already and time for dinner ah yes why didn't you come to dinner we waited for you till five o'clock till five o'clock said alexander i never can maria mikhailovna my office work kept me i beg you never to wait for me after four o'clock well i said the same but nadinka kept on let us wait a little longer and a little longer i oh mamma how you talk didn't i say it's time for dinner mamma and you said no we must wait alexander fedoritch can't be far off certainly he will be here to dinner there there said maria mikhailovna shaking her head oh she's a shameless girl she puts her own words into my mouth nadinka turned away walked to the flowers and began to tease the parrot i said well where can alexander fedoritch be now continued maria mikhailovna it's half-past four no she said we must wait maman he will be here i look again a quarter to five you may say what you like nadinka said i alexander fedoritch has certainly gone to some friends he will not come i am getting hungry no she said we must wait till five o'clock so she plagued me eh hey, isn't it true miss 
papka papka was heard from behind the flowers where did you dine to-day at your uncle's what she has hidden herself her mother went on you see she's ashamed to face the light of day not at all answered nadinka coming from the flowers and sitting down at the window and after all she wouldn't sit down to the table said maria mihailovna she asked for a cup of milk and went into the garden so she has had no dinner what look me straight in the face miss alexander nearly fainted with happiness at this narrative he looked at nadinka but she had turned her back on him and was tearing a leaf of ivy into little pieces nadyezhka alexandrovna he said had i the happiness of being thought of by you don't come near me she cried in vexation that her manoeuvres had been revealed mamma is joking and you are ready to believe her but where are the berries that you had got ready for alexander fedoritch asked her mother berries yes the berries why you ate them at dinner answered nadinka i please to remember my dear you hid them and would not give me any you will see she said alexander fedoritch will come and then i will give you some too what do you think of her alexander looked shyly and tenderly at nadinka she blushed she picked them herself alexander fedoritch remarked her mother what is all this you are inventing maman i picked two or three berries and you ate those yourself and the rest vasilisa don't believe her don't believe her alexander fedoritch vasilisa has been in the town since the morning why make a secret of it i'm sure alexander fedoritch will like them all the better for your having picked them and not vasilisa nadinka smiled then disappeared again behind the flowers and appeared with a plate full of berries she held out the plate to alexander he kissed her hand and took the berries feeling as if he had received a marshal's baton you don't deserve them to keep us waiting so long for you said nadinka i stood for two hours at the trellis only imagine some one came along i thought it was you and waved my handkerchief and saw all at once it was a stranger some officer and he waved back impertinent wretch in the evening guests arrived and went away again it began to be dusk the ladies of the house and aduov were left again alone together by degrees this trio too broke up nadinka went into the garden then an unequal duet was kept up between maria mihailovna and aduov she chatted at great length of what she had done yesterday and to-day and what she was going to do to-morrow he became a prey to insufferable boredom and restlessness the evening would soon be here and he had not yet had an opportunity of saying a word to nadinka by herself the cook came to his rescue the benefactor came in to inquire what to prepare for supper and aduov was more breathless with impatience than he had been before in the boat they had scarcely begun to discuss cutlets a dish of curds when alexander began to beat a skilful retreat how many manoeuvres he employed only to get away from maria mihailovna's armchair to begin with he walked to the window and looked out into the court then with slow steps hardly able to restrain himself from running away at his utmost speed he walked away to the piano touched the keys here and there took with feverish tremulousness some music from the desk looked at it and laid it back he even had the self-possession to sniff two flowers and wake up the parrot then he reached the utmost pitch of impatience the door was near but to go out of it in any way seemed awkward he had to stand still for two minutes and walk out as though casually and the cook had already made two steps in retreat another word more she would be gone and then madame lubetsky would be certain to turn to him alexander could hold out no longer 
and gliding like a snake out of the door and jumping down the whole flight of steps without touching them in a few strides he was at the end of the avenue on the bank near nadinka you remembered me at last she said then with mild reproach ah what torture i have been enduring replied alexander and you did not help me nadinka showed him a book that's what i would have called you out for if you had not come in another minute she said sit down maman will not come out now she is afraid of the damp i have so much so much i want to say to you ah and i too ah and they said nothing or almost nothing something or other they had talked of ten times before usually something like dreams the sky the stars sympathy happiness their conversation made more progress in the language of looks smiles and ejaculations the book lay neglected on the grass night came on or rather no for what a night are there such nights in petersburg in summer it was not night one ought to have some other name for it as half-light everything around was at peace the neva seemed asleep sometimes as though in sleep it splashed in a slight ripple on the bank and then sank into silence and then from somewhere came a belated breeze and was wafted over the slumbering waters but could not waken them and only rippled the surface and fanned a little freshness on to nadinka and alexander or brought them the sound of singing far away and again all was silent and again the neva was motionless like a man asleep who at some slight sound opens his eyes for a minute and at once shuts them again and sleep settles all the heavier on his eyelids then from the direction of the bridge is heard as it were distant thunder and immediately after the barking of the watchdog from the angling place near and again all was still the trees formed a thick dome above and scarcely and noiselessly waved their branches the lights at the villas twinkled along the banks what is the special charm that haunts the warm air on such nights what is the secret wafted from flowers from trees from the grass and floating with such inexplicable tenderness into the soul why are the thoughts the emotions conceived within the soul then quite other than those conceived among noise among one's fellows but what a moment for love in this slumber of nature in darkness among the silent trees the sweet breathed flowers in solitude how powerfully it all attunes the soul to reveries the heart to these rare emotions which in the ordinary regular stern realities of life seem such profitless injudicious and ridiculous irregularities yes profitless and yet at these instants only the soul dimly apprehends the possibility of a happiness which at other times it seeks so zealously and never attains alexander and nadinka walked up to the river and leaned on the fence nadinka gazed long at the neva into the distance deep in thought alexander gazed at nadinka their souls were filled full of happiness their hearts of a sweet and yet painful ache but the tongue was silent alexander gently touched her waist she gently pushed away his hand with her elbow he touched her again she repelled him more feebly not taking her eyes from the neva the third time she did not repel him he took her by the hand she did not take away her hand he pressed it the hand answered his pressure so they stood in silence but what were they feeling nadinka he said softly she was silent alexander bent over her his heart swooning with rapture she felt his burning breath on her cheek 
shivered turned away and did not run away in righteous indignation did not scream she had not the force to dissemble and run away the power of love kept reason silent and when alexander's lips fastened on hers she answered his kiss though weakly scarcely perceptibly oh how happy man may be said alexander to himself and again bent over her lips and stayed so for some seconds she stood pale motionless tears glittering on her eyelashes her bosom panting violently and convulsively it is like a dream murmured alexander suddenly nadinka started the minute of oblivion had passed what does this mean you have forgotten yourself she said flinging herself a few steps away from him i will tell mamma alexander fell from heaven nadyezhka alexandrovna don't destroy my happiness with reproaches he began don't be like she looked at him and all at once laughed aloud gaily went up to him again and again stood at the fence and confidingly leaned her hands and her head on his shoulder so you love me so much she asked wiping away a tear that had fallen on her cheek alexander made an indescribable motion of the shoulders in silence they looked as before at the water and at the sky and at the distance as though nothing had passed between them only they were afraid to look at one another at last they looked smiled and at once turned away again can there be sorrow in the world said nadinka after a pause they say there is replied adouev thoughtfully but i don't believe it what sorrow can there be uncle says poverty poverty do the poor not feel as we do now if they do they are not poor uncle says that it's not so with them they want to eat and drink ugh eat your uncle does not tell the truth they may be happy without that i have had no dinner to-day but how happy i am he laughed ah at this minute i would give everything to the poor yes everything nadinka went on only let the poor come ah why can i not comfort and delight every one with pleasure of some kind angel angel alexander uttered rapturously pressing her hand oh how horribly you pinch me nadinka interrupted suddenly frowning and taking away her hand but he seized the hand again and began to kiss it with warmth how i will pray she continued to-day to-morrow always in thankfulness for this evening how happy i am and you suddenly she grew thoughtful there was a gleam of fear in her eyes do you know she said they say that what has been once can never return again can it be that this minute will never return oh no answered alexander it is not true it will return there will be happier minutes still yes i feel it she shook her head incredulously and his uncle's lessons came into his head and he came to a pause suddenly no he said to himself no that can never be uncle knew nothing of such happiness that is why he is so stern and suspicious with people poor fellow i am sorry for his dry cold heart it has never known the intoxication of love of course that's the reason of his jaundiced railings against life god forgive him if he had seen my bliss even he would not have tried to destroy it he would not have insulted it by his impure doubts i am sorry for him no nadinka no we will be happy he went on aloud look round are not all things here rejoicing looking on at our love god himself blesses it how gaily we shall go through life hand in hand we shall be proud great in mutual love oh stop stop looking forward she interposed 
don't prophesy i begin to be afraid when you talk so and now i feel sad what are you afraid of cannot you believe in yourself no i can't i can't she said shaking her head he looked at her and grew thoughtful why he began again what can destroy this world of our happiness who can interfere with us we will always be alone we will withdraw ourselves from others what have we to do with them and what have they to do with us they will not remember us they will forget us and then the rumours of sorrow and troubles will not trouble us just as now here in the garden no sound disturbs the heavenly peace nadinka alexander fedoritch was suddenly heard from the steps where are you listen said nadinka in prophetic tones it's an omen of fate this minute will not return again i feel it she seized his hand squeezed it and looked at him somewhat strangely mournfully and suddenly rushed off into the dark avenue he stood alone musing alexander fedoritch sounded again from the steps the curds have been on the table a long while he shrugged his shoulders and went into the room at the instant of ineffable bliss all of a sudden curds he said to nadinka will it be always so in life i only hope it won't be worse she answered gaily curds are a very nice thing especially for anyone who has had no dinner her happiness animated her her cheeks glowed her eyes flashed with unwonted brilliance how zealously she played the hostess how gaily she chatted there was not a shadow left of the momentary glimpse of sadness the dawn was already filling half the heavens with light when adouev took his seat in the boat the boatmen in expectation of the promised reward spit into their hands and were beginning to rise from their seats as before plying the oars with all their might go slower said alexander another half rouble for vodka they looked at him and then at one another one scratched his throat the other his back and they began to row scarcely moving the oars hardly touching the water the boat swam on like a swan an uncle wants to convince me that happiness is a chimera that one cannot believe unreservedly in anything that life he is too bad why does he want to deceive me so cruelly no this is life so i imagined it to myself so it must be so it is and so it shall be otherwise it is not life a soft morning breeze was lightly blowing from the north alexander gave a little shiver from the breeze and from his memories then yawned and wrapping himself in his coat fell into reverie End of chapter four recording by expatriate in bangor maine